What's up, everybody? Good morning, good morning, good morning. And welcome to another edition of the Brothers Legacy. I apologize being a little tardy. Um, had a little venting session as well as I had to make a quick uh, run to the, uh, what do they call it, the office? A <laughs> 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 special place. And the thinking place, the thinking throne of every man. <laughs> Oh man, that's so funny. Somebody that's said that's too much information on the topic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I heard him. I heard him say it. I heard him say it. Uh, so as you can see, yes. Good morning, Cheryl. I saw you bust up in here before you got started. I had to check if we were live. Oh no, look, right. Lisa, Cheryl, Cheryl beat Lisa. Right, right. <laughs> blessings, Lisa. Blessings. Oh, um, so yeah, we are talking about uh is the truth being told about our history? and where and where we are going um so we're gonna dig into that sports car lady yes indeed hello deborah in the building good morning good morning hello family um so yeah we're gonna talk about that it just kind of i was thinking about it and then a video um dr rollins sent me and pastor um and <laughs> one of the responses that Dr. Rollins had mentioned in someone denying history. Um, I know sometimes I think I think sometimes it's just hard to swallow where things come from, but we're gonna dig into that. <laughs> right, there you go. On schedule today. <laughs> there you go. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and kick it off. Let's go ahead and get started. Just as a programming note, um, we will not be here live tomorrow. We will not be here live tomorrow. Um, uh, be out of town traveling, um, as well as so there will be a replay up. So if you come through, I'm going to pick an oldie, but goodie. Uh, so make sure you check it out. Share as always and see what silliness or very pertinent information that we may be discussing tomorrow. So tomorrow will be a replay day. All right. Uh, I just want to make sure I mention that before I get out of here. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. And we will be right. I got a lot of stuff. <laughs> I keep hoarding videos. <laughs> I can't I can't purge it. I'm like, I like that one. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to another edition of the Brothers of Legacy. short all right <laughs> all right i got my fan going can you guys hear the fan no okay good because <laughs> I, I always plug my headphones into my mic so of course i hear everything coming out from the mic so all right let's get it what is this at? all right so today i kind of want to talk about you know the the truth about truth being told about our history and where we are going um, this is from a standpoint of, you know, what has happened in the past and the optimism I feel, I feel going into the future, um, as African-Americans, black Americans, uh, Asiatic black men, <laughs> whatever Asiatic. you subscribe to <laughs> Asiatic, remember that yes. Asiatic black men. <laughs> I thought I threw that in there. I figured Pastor, remember that one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're gonna get into that. Um, and like I said, this this started out on a email thread. Uh, Dr. Rollins sent us a video um, that kind of spoke about the history of the police and policing. And I think it was Dr. Rollins said um, they had shown the video in a mixed group, and there were police officers there. Some agreed and some denied the history, said it wasn't true. Um, but clearly, uh, through a lot of documentation and we some some uh, broadcast, old broadcast to go and say that right. Old broadcast. <laughs> we um, we pulled up uh, police badges that were similar to. You know, they, you had the slave uh, slave patrol badges and you had the police badges that kind of they had a lot of familiar looks. 
So obviously there's what there were at least if even if you can't put an exact connection, there was an inspiration of how they ran things that correlated into uh, current police departments and things of that nature. Um, so clearly we, we know some of the some of the goals of a lot of the police departments and things of that nature, the slave trade and slave patrols, um, the uh, the invention or the creation of the Ku Klux Klan after the Civil War probably was around during the Civil War. You know, I'm sure they got together. They were probably trying to create a political party. I, I wouldn't be surprised at that as well. Um, but how they came together to ensure uh, that Blacks, you know, either wouldn't get ahead or, you know, would be would, would stay slaves and things of that nature, but show the superiority of whites and things of that nature. Um, so we know about that history and are we being honest? And I know the whole, <laughs> which I realize has been really muddied because there is no real clarification about it. And we're talking about um, critical race. When theory. you say there's no real clarification, what do you mean? And what I mean with critical race theory, um, that because like after doing a lot of research, it's like there's no I don't think any school is really teaching critical race theory the way that uh, people are fighting against it, if that makes mm. sense. You know, yeah. it's, yeah. you know, they, they're fighting against something that's all, that just seems to be in theory, <laughs> you know, based on what was taught in law school. But I think the, the gist of it is just having history, the whole history, be included in uh, social studies. Let's just for clarification. Uh, and not the way that people think critical race theory is going to be taught. You know, watching several videos and getting to the understanding that that that's just not the the whole of it. You know, it's all we're asking for is history to be taught. You know, we're not asking you to sway someone's opinion or idea in either way. But let's just put let's just put the facts on the table and let people have their own opinions about what they see. You know, as fact. You know how you know how what the truth about Christopher Columbus. You know the the un, the ugliness of it. You know not the such pretty ideas of it. I think just to have the truth of what happened, how he conquered. You know it wasn't a peaceful thing. You know I think we you know when you grow up you get such a a a glossy view of what happened. Oh he came in and saved the Indians. You know like he came in and helped them. You know without Chris. He, we wouldn't have none of this, you know, <laughs> right? You know, and I and and because that's that's the truth. That's what kind of like we grew up learning in the sense where you know the the <laughs> we always said the white savior comes through and and you know changes things and is a blessing and all of that great stuff and make make everything all right. Sweet. Um, good morning, Keita. Good morning, Keita. Hey, good morning, Captain. Um, oh, so yeah, right. it's it is uh definitely a conversation we're going to have today and and being honest about our direction and where we're going um and i'm and i'm feeling optimistic though like in the midst of what has happened or history where we are and uh where we're going i i feel like things are shifting um that we are moving in a a better direction. I, I truly feel that way. Um, but digging in the beginning, like, so before you, before we go forward, because <laughs> I want to move too fast. So do you feel like history is being like, do you feel like history is being denied or, Hey, Mama McCory being denied or are, is history tr starting to be more exposed on a mainstream level? Like I know they're fighting critical race theory. But do you feel like more people at least learning what has happened in the past? Like we know more, you know, with the advent of the Internet and YouTubes and people creating very creative videos and documenting, you know, documentaries, you know, with a lower budget. But it still is interesting and informational. Do you feel like we are getting what we need um, to really know our history? Or do you feel like uh, the, the water is still muddied or it's not being told everything's not being told my you know my question for the 
audience, the, the, the family, the BOL family is, do you agree with critical race theory as a narrative, as uh, in terms of being pushed? Do you agree that it should be pushed? I know that's a, it's a it's a challenging and sometimes it's it's a dangerous question, but that's the first thing because to get people talking about it, first I'm like you know who agrees with it versus disagrees with it. Do you feel right. like it it's something that we should be uh, focusing on, or do you feel like it's a moot point? How many people right. believe that it's something that should be on the table right. in America? Uh, critical race theory that is. Do you, and and I guess. My my overview over over that question is: Do you know about critical race theory, or what do you know about it? Um, have you heard about it? You know, and I know we got one, we got the delay, and then we got those that are thinking. I probably start typing like, ah, nah, it's too much. <laughs> ah, no, I don't want to say that. <laughs> yeah, you I mean, know? just just think about it. For those who don't know, because folks yeah. may not even want to say right. that that they don't know, but just think about yeah. the concept of you know examining race relations yeah and the impact of race relations in the history of america right right Right. that's it i'm saying from a very high level in a nutshell that's what critical race theory and so there's been this big debate about you know whether it should be a part of the uh curriculum in schools whether it should be a part of you know the political spectrum should it be something that we're talking about so people understand the (laughs) impact of race relations in america right um Elix said, "Enlighten me." <laughs> oh, cool. So did that? Did that help, Elix? Uh, please respond. I want to know that that made sense to you. Yeah, but I would listen. Everybody that's on it, if you don't know about it, I would say, kind of Google it. We we did discuss it with um, Jay Hamilton. He kind of broke down critical race theory. Um, so go to the YouTube and you kind of look it up. Uh, I'm gonna make sure in the replay I put it in the link in the show notes so you can go back to that and find it um but yeah it's it's pretty much a breakdown of how race has shaped laws and things of that nature um but i think uh let's see yes thank you oh he <laughs> said so yes thank you for the breakdown um but yeah in in a nutshell uh because critical race theory has been around for quite some time i just mm-hmm. jumped on please enlighten me oh <laughs> so it, it, critical race theory has been around <laughs> For some time now, uh, but it, it pretty much in law school, it's it's shown how race has affected laws and affected society. And in, in essence, you know, that's that's the broad stroke of it. Um, what we are what more people are pushing for with it in schools, I feel is more of a not a not a white supremacy thing. And this is based on watching several kind of videos that people kind of discuss how critical race theory is being is being shown into schools from what I understand. I agree. It should be taught or at least considered. Okay. At least Lisa says that. Um, but it's, you know, the historical references of what actually happened, you know, what, you know, what slavery has done, what, what were the consequences, you know, digging a little more instead of just the broad strokes of what we've always learned. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like, when, when, you know, the those that are against it talk about shaming white people, I don't feel like that's the goal. The goal is just to speak about some of the structural things that were built in America. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. He said, so Keith says, so my thoughts are why not share this? All people should know the truth about America, ugly or not. Indeed. And I think and that is what we are looking for. You know, I think the fight on the other side is just. They feel like it's <laughs> it's with white shaming or things of that nature. And that's not the case based on, you know, like I said, I've been kind of watching a lot of videos and reading some things on it, basically just giving a view of the of history. You know, yeah, what if you look up, you, I mean, look up uh, Jane Elliott. <clears throat> yeah. You know, you want to talk about critical race theory. Jane Elliott is one of those um, white women who has been putting students. I mean, for years, she's been doing this. I want to say since the at least the 80s, as far back as I can remember, uh, challenging uh, students with critical race theory, mm-hmm. uh, putting them through exercises and stuff. So it's not anything new, but the, I mean, any civil rights movement is essentially critical race theory. Right. 
right? right. So yeah, that's 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 what it is. But you know, to try and formalize the the narrative today seems to be uh, welcomed in certain spaces and rejected in other spaces. Right. You know. Right. Um, but there, there's no denying that race has played a major role. Uh, it has had a a negative impact uh, on a people. Right. And we have to talk about the impact. You know, this whole this whole uh, position of, you know, we're past that now is, is right. Right. the most ridiculous statement that anybody could ever make because right. we're not past it, you know. And, and so you have, you know, whites and blacks and Latinos and, you know, you have people of multiple races saying that we don't have a race problem uh, in America or, or it can't be an excuse anymore. Right. And the right. reality is Donald Trump has proven otherwise. Right. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. So I was watching um this this was a news organization called I think Vox V O X. They um have videos that they keep it pretty creative. Um, and the young lady was talking about um say trying to say the word right meritocracy, where basically saying. Um, that's the, the the idea of pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps, yeah. basically. Oh, yeah. and the uh, the fact that meritocracy um, is is here, you know, and racism isn't. Basically, it's like you guys just need to pull yourself together and and do the and and do the thing. And it's funny. I was listening to Malcolm X, you know, and of course it's old because he's no longer here. Um, he was speaking about, you know, you know, uh, white people saying, you know, black people always living in the slums and the ghettos, but there's no funding for these areas. So this is why we live in the slums and the ghettos. <laughs> you know, like it was like, how how do you expect us to do better if you don't send the funding that we can, you know, help build our areas up? And she was, and so in this in this video with the meritocracy, he, she was talking about, you know, placement, and she is from a um, different place, you know, like she's one of the exceptions. So she, she showed her and her sister, you know, they excelled. They just barely got into like these great schools in New York. And if you don't know about New York in the city, um, after middle school, you kind of choose a high school, choose what school you go to for high school. And it's based on, you know, merit, your scores, your grades and things of that nature. And how, you know, they kind of, <laughs> basically she was like, it's like a caste system. And if you don't know about the caste system, come from India based on, you know, there's a high level people, very smart, you know, affluent. And then there's the low level of the poor people. So that it's like in New York City, it's almost like the, the best get to go to the best schools, you know. And of course, if I come from a more of a wealthy family, of course, I get better education. I get better opportunities, better things open up for me. But if I'm struggling, of course, it's hard to become you know, to become elite or smart because I don't get the opportunities or the the level of education that someone with money or finances to learn certain things or get the tutoring to get better. So I'm either stuck trying to figure it out. You know, that's what we are. We figuring it out. And some get to squeak through the system. And so she her point was that the system is not set up equally. You know, so if you're in a struggling neighborhood, if you're in a if you're if you're struggling with money or finances, it's harder to succeed, you know, because you got more factors to deal with than someone that has finances or wealth and how it's broken down. Um, so basically, and she was like, it's hard. She, you know, she had to do a view, though. She was like, I'm one of the exceptions, me and my sister, because we squeaked through the system and we got into a great high school. You know, we got into this great public school. We got scholarships and things of that nature. Because, you know, we had to, the key was, she said, we had to work really hard for things that other people just, just had to do, you know, and, and that's the point. Like, I think that with the equaling out of our system, some folks can kind of just get stuff because opportunity is always present. And if they don't get it more, <laughs> more times than not, they just didn't work for it. Whereas people in, in a lot of our situation, the middle class and, and below have to work really hard to get into certain spaces because we don't get the opportunities to do, you know, these educational opportunities or tutoring and things of that nature where we fall behind. 
if that makes sense. Um, and so she was just showing the disparity and how race, because then pull it back into that, how race has that kind of impact, you know, because those that are that are white have gotten more opportunities and got into certain spaces that we couldn't get into. So now we have to work a thousand times harder. So what happens, you know, those that have been in the exception stand up and say racism doesn't exist anymore. Look at me. So now we're losing out on that fight. You understand what I'm saying? So it looks like, oh, all is well. Kumbaya. See what Martin Luther King said? The dream has happened, you know, but the dream is not happening for at on an equal basis because that was his goal. His goal is like to be judged on character, not by the color of your skin, you know. So I think that the equaling out, I feel, you know, and, and flipping it, I feel it's slowly happening because they showed an organization that's helping, you know, those that can't, you know, get better, you know, opening it up doing nonprofits, you know, like now, like if you want this thing, we can show you how to get it without the financial barriers, that kind of thing. I think that's the, some of the, the struggle is those financial barriers. Cause you know, <laughs> if I'm poor struggling to get an education, unless I become the exception, this becomes generational, you know, like it's, it's each generation is kind of struggling to get there until someone in the generation breaks through the exception, you know, and in no way I'm co-signing on generation curses because that doesn't exist. There's no curses. It's just unfortunately generational education, generational um, financial barriers and things of that nature. And what you know, because when you grow up in a certain area, it's like this is all I know, unless you learn something different. You know, the uh, what they call a disruptor in your life, something that can kind of disrupt your direction, disrupt your path. Um, so do you feel like it's getting a little better or the playing field's leveling out a little bit? Or do you feel like we're still in the same space? We just need to fight different. I mean, I, I know I closed that question, but like, how do you feel like it? Do you feel like change is happening? Do you feel like we're better um, than we were? I feel like, yes, but then it could be from where I stand. Well, you can say that, we're no longer in physical chains and declare we're better than we were. Right. But not having physical chains does not mean there has been an end to slavery. Mm. Okay. 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 Right. Break that down. You you can send someone to prison. (laughs) Right. For 20 years and they can be released from prison. Right. Right. They're free, but they're institutionalized in their mind. Right. True. Right. And then limited. You're right. Because I have a felony. Limited because they've been told when to get up, when to go down, when to right. pee, when to eat, right. you know, so they can no longer function on their own. Mm-hmm. So even though they're physically released from those from the physical bars, they're still they still have psychological bars. They're still restricted emotionally, mentally, right. psychologically. Right. Uh, right. And, and so that's the it, and I think that it's important to have the conversation because there are people who live today 2021 with the mindset of they'll never give it to me because i'm black right that mindset is still out there yeah it is it is right and and so if you don't understand the impact of racism in america right you'll never understand that you have an opportunity to go get it even if you have to work harder, right? The opportunity is right. still there, right? Right. Uh, so it's important for us to understand, and it's also important to to have the conversation because there are people. Right. That's good. That's good. You know, people who are still locking their car doors at the street corner when they see right. you walk by. Right. It's just as important for them to understand critical race theory. Right. Because that's what makes you lock your door. Right. 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 You have this inherent feeling that black people are a danger to you. Right. Non-whites are a danger to you. Right. Where does that come from? Right. That's good. You're right. Right. So there's so many areas. I mean, to the banker in the in the in the in the bank and you're going to get a loan. Right. You know, how how who are you to come in here and ask me for five hundred thousand dollars? Black people don't know how to deal manage five hundred thousand dollars. Right. Right. 
That's why critical race theory is important. Yeah. What are you doing here at Harvard? You all aren't, you're you're inherently not smart enough to be at this school. Right. That's why critical race theory is important. Every rule has an exception. Mm. Sidney Poitier won an Oscar. Oh, so Hollywood (laughs) has leveled the playing field. Right, right. That's what you thought. That's because I know that's what I used to think. You know, when you break a barrier, it's all good now. Yeah. Tyler Perry has a studio, so black folks had no problem getting work in Hollywood. In Hollywood, it's all good now. You're right. Yeah, you're right. That's good. You know, that's true. So that's why, and, and so it, it causes you know, why do you think the way that you think? I mean, it's the thing that we we try to that that's how you break uh, the uh, iniquity that gets passed down from generation to generation that we confuse with generational curses. Right. It's right. it's it's practiced behavior. Yes, that's that's it right, right there. That's it. Uh, you're right. And that's why we have to have these conversations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Samantha, you're right. The, I don't I don't look at it in terms of leveling the playing field. I don't believe the playing field will ever be level. Never. Why? Because yeah, because for for every for every uh who's that guy that did the uh the movies the the, the uh fast five <laughs> Okay. Vin Diesel. Right. For every Vin Diesel, huge, muscular guy, there is a Don the Rock Johnson, an even bigger guy. I got you. Right? Right. And and as big as Vin Diesel is, the Rock is bigger. Right. So if they're on the same playing field, it ain't level. <laughs> right, right. You understand? Right. Right? I, I mean... The, and, and I'm saying it's not fair, but what I'm saying is I'm not looking to, to level the playing field. I'm looking to change people's perspective, to impact your perspective. It's okay that you can run faster than me. Okay. It's okay that you might be a little more intellectual than me. Okay. That's all right. Just don't count me out because of the color of my skin. I got you. You understand? <laughs> you, you're right. That level. Venice. <laughs> I knew I was waiting. I knew it was coming. That's, that's fine. I'm I'm cool with that, right? It, but again, it's all about perspective. Yeah, because right. there's no guarantee. I'm just saying that yeah. there's one guy who's this big. There's another guy yeah. who's that big. No, I'm, so, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, Shikari Richardson just came in last. Right. Right. You know, and right. and a month and a half ago, she came in first. Right. Did the playing field change? It's right. still 100 yards, 100 yeah. meters. Still the, still the same. What happened? Right. Mm. Right. True. True. I mean, I'm, there's just so many factors coming to play, right? right. So for me, it's not the, the playing field itself because the playing field, the gridiron, the track, the, the, the business industry has it's no the, feelings. It's all that weed, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> It, it's the it's the people that are in it. It's the people that are on it. It's the people right. that are setting the strategy. It's the people that are make planting the the seed that are that are writing the vision. It's people that you know that are carrying it out that are the problem. It's not the field. It's not uh, the field. I I, field. I get it, and I get the shifting in perspective. I guess I mean you're right because if I'm going for a loan, and I got all my paperwork in order. And uh, <laughs> Mr. Charlie's going for a loan, and he has his paper in order. We have the same, same finances, same credit, same thing. Every you know, and we're going for the same amount of money, right? We should both be uh, either denied or approved, you know, like together. What's up, Richard? Um, Morning, sir. So I think, uh, I mean, I I get it. So you don't. You don't feel like it's a system thing. You feel more it's a people thing. It ha- at some point a person is going to have to make a decision. I hate. You. I hate. You. And and the makeup of that person is going to be the the reason or the impact. It's going to have an impact on their decision. Right. Right. You're right. How they how that person thinks. You're right. So I'm more interested decide. in how people think about a thing I get than you. I am about the thing itself. Because that's, 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 that's so 
Well, I mean, I won't say impossible. Nothing's impossible. But Listen, the, the, the example that you get, the example that you gave, you 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 testified this morning about how you know we got this message from Dr. Rollins. There was a video right. Right, right. that was presented in a in a you know something. She was sitting in a center, some some kind of session or whatever, right. and this information was presented yes. about uh, the history of law enforcement. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you think about the history of law enforcement, if you really do the research, it goes back to slave patrols. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Slave patrols were designed. These were these were white men who were licensed as police officers to uh, enforce the law. And, and when we talk about the law, we're talking about uh, black people. We're talking about catching black people, right. runaway right. slaves. It started with runaway slaves and it started, then it moved into anybody that didn't have paperwork or you out past curfew or whatever. And right. they were licensed to beat them or do whatever they wanted to do with them. Right. And they were called slave patrol. Right. Slave patrol evolved into police, right? The police department because they were policing up the communities, right? Right, um, and and the Klan was birthed out of that because they started changing the laws when when slaves were freed and all of that, and so there was the slave patrols became Klan's members, right? Or Klan members in you know infiltrated the the slave or the police departments. There's there's so much history there, but what I'm saying is people deny the history of law enforcement. They're saying that's not where policing began. Yeah. Right. There are people who still believe that's not the birthplace of policing. policing. Right. Right. Because they start years later. They right. don't go back far enough to see yeah, the origination of that. They don't. Or at they least, just see the organization in their town or. Yeah. Right. Or, 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 or to see it from that perspective. Right. Right. You know, the reality is that slave patrols did exist. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Okay. Right. And 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 not only did they exist, they evolved into police departments. Right. That's a fact. The same badge that you carry on your that these police officers have on their chest today is the same badge that slave. It's the same shape. It's the same style. The only thing that's different is it doesn't say slave patrol on it. It says police department. Right. Right. So. That's real. But you have people today because they don't have all that history. They deny that that is that that's history. Right. Right. And I'm saying that we we live in a day and age where if people are that ignorant, they're still that disconnected. So if you're that disconnected, how are you ever going to understand critical race theory? True. True. Why do you because you feel that? like all the slaves were set free, so we're we're good. There's no more, right. you know. You right. all should have picked yourself up, like you said, by your bootstraps and made it happen. You're not making it happen because you don't get up and work. Black people are lazy. <laughs> yeah, that is the way you officially become America. We can look that up. We'll Google that. Anyone in the comments, please uh, throw that up there. Um, but yeah, so it's hold on. Let me throw this key. This pack uh, comment. People are wrong to look at what you are physically but not at the mind. So if you watch the action of the world is what was taught, which hits the mind first, not the physical. Yes, indeed. Um, let's see. Uh, Ilk said, imagine being given a title in your company because your company is under the light for its racist ways. Yes, that has happened in several companies. Um, let's see. And we did the cheat code. Um, let's see. So, yeah, so it's, it's, I think um, it is it is definitely important how we how we view change of perspective. Um, I don't know, like I want to believe that. I mean, I guess <laughs> if we can get the percentage of those in power up or those that make the decisions to not make judgment based on race or or what they think, you know, people do or begin to look as a look at America as a whole like if if I'm a politician and I have a wealthy neighborhood and I have a underfunded part you know that I'm I'm over why wouldn't I funnel some of that finance into the underfunded part um in a creative manner but we see of course sometimes the funding of the under underfunded parts create gentrification um I guess it's how do we keep a neighborhood authentic without it becoming, you know, pulling it up without gentrifying it, you know, because, you know, with gentrification, you push out those that have been in the community forever, um, at least those that are not owners or renters and things of that nature. Um, 
and even owners. Because, of course, if I have a hundred thousand dollar home that someone's offered me five hundred thousand for, yeah, that becomes very enticing <laughs> to, to leave my neighborhood, you know? <laughs> you know. So, yeah, but you know, it's it's interesting, I, you know, if I live in a neighborhood, right, you know, if I own a home in a neighborhood and I feel like not enough people are taking care of their property in the neighborhood and I am. Am I going to be frustrated with gentrification? Right, right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, that's a, that's a whole nother conversation. Like, yeah, but the, the, the issue is if I want it because I don't want people who don't look like me in the neighborhood. Mm. Right. It's one thing right. to say I, I'd rather I, I prefer people to take care of their property so that our property values can can remain high. Right. It's another thing to say that I need the change because I don't want people in here that don't look like me. Well, I hear you on that. But what about those that look like us that feel like too many of us in an area doesn't do well? You know, like if they with the mindset of when this area was mixed, you know, when it was more when it was these half and half, when some of them were here before, of course, we always know about white flight. Um, the, the neighborhood was great. But when more of us came in, the neighborhood went down, you know, and I so I, I, I question the the neighborhood going down. Right. So why does it go down? Because people look- people buy houses with a renter's mentality. Break that down. What you mean? I, when I, you know, when I was renting a home, right, I treated the home like I owned it, right, right. I was always the best tenant when I rented, right, because I felt like if I'm living there, I want it to look its best, right. It didn't matter who owned the property. What mattered is I took pride in where I lived, right, right. Mm-hmm. If you don't take pride in where you live, it doesn't matter whether you rent or own, right. You know, there are many people who own homes that don't take care of their property. Right. That's a renter's mentality. And I'm saying, you know, I'm on. And what I'm saying is a poor renter's mentality, not just right. a renter. Because a renter's mentality doesn't mean you don't take care of your stuff. I'm saying a poor renter's mentality. I mean, you you have a poor mindset when it comes to taking care of where you live, taking right. pride in where you live. True. Right? True. I, uh, I, so, I dig it. Yeah, I mean, and, and so what I'm saying is I, I've seen people that, you know, they, they want the fancy house, but they never want to take care of it. Right, you know? right. And that's and that's an issue. And it speaks volumes of, of who you are as an individual. And I'm saying I don't want you as a neighbor. And it doesn't matter to me what your background is. Mm. Now, I don't want you as a neighbor if you can't take care of your property because your property uh, being like downgraded you. pulls the value of my property down. Right. That you makes know? sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it's the concept of iron sharpening iron. The scripture says it. Yeah. You know, we, we ought to keep each other sharp, build right. each other up, you know. And, and I'm saying that's where. It, and, and so what has happened is people think, you know, we live in a world where you move a black person in. And you feel like that brings your property down. Right. I read an article where a, a black couple were looking to sell their home. Right. And uh, their home was valued at X amount of dollars. Right. They removed everything about their race right. from the listing and yeah. the property value jumped like $75,000. Yeah. I've heard about that. I've heard about that. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know how that, that how that works. <laughs> that's that's why critical race theory is important. Right. But do you because think that, it'll, I mean, knowing history, I mean, I, I guess like, but will it, will, will knowing history really change somebody's mindset? I, listen, what I'm doing, nothing will never change it. <laughs> right. I agree. I agree. Nothing from nothing gets nothing. I'm with yeah. you. Gotcha. And, and what I say, when you talk about are we better off today, there are more non-minorities that have an interest that are vested in racism in America, mm-hmm. right, paying attention to it than there have been historically. So we're moving in the right direction. What's happening is we're moving in this direction, but there are other people that who don't want this change to happen and they're fighting it. They're fighting to push us back. Right. That's what's happening. You know? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, let's say knowing history doesn't necessarily bring out different behavior. Yeah. And I, and I, and I definitely feel it. like I was some time ago, of course, we watched, um, 
uh, Procter & Gamble doing these, I would say, PSAs uh, yeah. about widening the view where we were watching videos that looked like, you know, they were going to go a certain direction <laughs> that mm -hmm. we've been so, so accustomed to seeing. And they flipped the script on us, you know, like this is what real life is. You know, you yeah. saw a mother with two kids, you know, she was like holding bags and walking to the curb. So, you know, automatically you may be thinking single black mother, but then, mm -hmm. you know, then by the end of the commercial, you see a van pull up, his dad driving the van to pull up to get her and the kids, you know, her and his kids, you know, everybody into the car. So, you knew it was, it's a family, you know, it's, yeah. it's things that it's that it's that changing of how the perception of what we what people perceive us as, you know, it's it, we've always been perceived as the criminal, you know, we always kind of perceived as the bad guy or the single mother. You know, my wife used to tell me a lot, like whenever she going to a visiting church and she would have the, the kids, especially at the holding the hands, you know, making sure they're not running off age. People would be staring at her like she's a single black mother, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, you know, just it's just a perception. It's like, uh, no, my husband's just not here with me today. You know, so it's it, it is changing those perceptions about what people think of us. Um, but but I think you know that the issue we have is you have. I mean, I got you, Rich. <laughs> you have data, yeah, that invalidates right, right. That right. you know that thought that that narrative, right. But you you insist on holding on to it anyway yes right you yep. you force yourself to to live a lie in spite right. of new information right cognitive dissonance yeah yeah right that that psychological game that that you play with yourself to 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 convince yourself that what you're hearing isn't true when you know that it is right, right. i almost right? feel like we need to wear suit and ties all the time <laughs> like like i think somehow puts the perception like you know black people are always dressed up <laughs> you know like so, you know like it's almost like we need to push the perception super high you know just you know like well, we always got to fight harder to get to the normal <laughs> it's like yeah push it super high so we can be looked at <laughs> In the normal class, get some of our rappers to start dressing up again. You know, remember back in the day, the R&B groups, they would dress up and, you know, like have a certain look, you know, singers, you know, everybody was have a certain look, you know, until like we started trying to get stylish. But I don't know, like, I feel like I like I, I love the what like I showed some guys at uh, my job, like the widening of, of the view. And he was like, oh, I love it. I was like, I know it helps change the perception. I, I hope my prayer is like. The generations that are coming, the ones that have been born, you know, in 2010 um, or sometime between 2000 and 2010 are seeing something different. That's my prayer, because I know even the 90s was horrible because, we, you know, every time tell me every time you've seen somebody, something a shooting happened, like, please don't be black. Please don't be black. Please don't, you know, like a robbery happened. Please don't be black. Please don't be black. You know, like you're just like, oh, I just don't need it anymore. I don't want it to happen, you know. And everybody can be a criminal. Anybody can. But you yeah, just... but the thing is, that's because you're caught up in the fact that we don't control the narrative because right, we don't control right. media. We don't control yes. those outlets. And so right. it's not that white people aren't killing people. It's just they right. don't show it. They only show us doing it. So every right. time it happens, they want to they want to blow it up. Yeah. So it looks like we're the only ones doing it. Right. Right. That's the issue. And that right. again, that's why critical race theory is important. <laughs> I got you. I got right? you. That's why we have to have this conversation because you're shaping a narrative unfairly. Yeah. We're at a disadvantage because we don't control the media. We don't control the narrative. We don't control the messaging. Right. You know, that's, that's why the, the, the fatherhood initiative that Dr. Yeah. Rollins is, yes. is pushing yes, is, is so critical because right. there's a historical disposition that we don't take care of our own. Right. That we're not present. Right. And it's just not true. not true. The no. data shows you otherwise. Right. right. And and a lot of people see the data and still act like it's not there. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, trust me. I, I think I've copied and pasted that CDC data. Like every time I see a post, I'm like, yeah, no, read this. This is from the CDC. You know, like I, I, I think I've post pasted, <laughs> posted that thing so many times. Like you need to read this. You need to read this. And I, and I feel like, um, like 
I think we are we've changed the narrative in our own community. Um, I think it's more or less we just the narrative just needs to be shown more. You know, more people need to know what we're doing and that we're out here. We're not what you think we are. You know, the, and I tell people I'm like the Barack Obama is not the exception. He's part of the rule. He's part of who we are. You know, he ain't the only smart dude. He's just the one that got smart enough to squeak through the political system to become president. You know, oh, but yes, a lot of clean brothers out here. You know, and everybody. You know, and I and I know um, there have been you know areas and places where the cops is unfairly or set folk up and people that gone to jail and you know that were a hundred percent innocent because I used to think honestly that you know they're they're though like past you get locked up falsely right like you get charged with a murder I would think you at least had something to do with it <laughs> knew the person you know like you were connected <laughs> somehow some way like you know, in my mind, I'm like, it's impossible that you are 100% innocent and they lock you up. Like, you know, how? how, how? But then I've seen it like, wow, like, 100%. You're not even involved. You were just walking down the street and you get picked up and, and forced. Yeah, the Central Park Five. Yeah. Oh, that, that whole, oh, that angers me. Like, that's just, that just angers me. And then how... Even our, our former president putting out a whole ad about them, you know, not knowing them, not knowing the facts, but everybody in that narrative put these these kids in this. Emmett Till. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, there's this story after story. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But I'm saying what it does to you. Is the issue, you know, right. a couple of those boys never survived that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It ruined them forever. Right. You know. Right. Uh and and so I, again, it's important to to explain, articulate why this young man is the way that he is today. It ain't he didn't come out this way. Right. Something happened to him. Right. That distorted his rearing, his growth yeah. and yeah. put him on a different trajectory. It negatively impacted him. And now you blame him for being who he is and you completely ignore the shift that took place that negatively impacted him and he didn't get the help he needed. Right. So when you talk about black people and, and, and they don't do this, they don't do that and all that. But if you if you never give people resources or opportunity to get better, what are you expecting from them? And I'm saying I don't care what color your skin is. And Richard, you're gonna stop spelling color with a U, man. <laughs> oh, Rich. <laughs> Rich. Oh, Rich. Where are you from, Rich? Australia. No. UK. I don't think he is. I was trying to find out because Richard made comment. Like he listen, he's on the morning show. He ended up on Sisters of the Legacy. I'm like, sometime. It's got to be one of these times got to be like midnight for you. UK. UK. Okay. See, UK. I bet you spelled the word center C-E-N-T-R-E. <laughs> you spell theater T-H-E-A-T-R-E. <laughs> he said, Rich said, we are the original language. <laughs> we are the originals. <laughs> so get off that metric system. <laughs> Hey, hey, told you. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. yes. Oh, man. <laughs> we, we, we take the simple right. C-O-L-O-R. <laughs> right, right. Get that U. We don't need you. We're not color. It's color. color. <laughs> All right. We're going to leave Rich alone. Rich in this language. <laughs> language. Oh, so we appreciate you guys rocking and hanging with us. Uh, make sure you join our text community. Uh, text LW into 84576. Text LW into 84576. Um, we appreciate you guys being here. Uh, he writes at Shakespeare. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Love you, Rich. Make sure you guys, like I said, join our community. Tomorrow will be one of our, we'll be playing a, a best of. Uh, we won't be live. We're traveling. My wife will have a speaking engagement, which I'm excited about. Um, so we might get a piece of it. She might let me post it. Maybe I might just go rogue and post it on my own. 
But <laughs> we appreciate you guys for being here. Thank you for hanging out with us. As always, um, we don't take your time being here for granted, but we are having these conversations to try to just kind of get you thinking, uh, push the envelope a little bit. And if you get time, you know, check out some of the videos on critical race theory. <laughs> he said, don't put my business. Oh, yeah, it's all out there. It's all out there. It's what I do. It's what I do. Um, so make sure you check out, you know, some of the videos on critical race theory. Just kind of look at it and and grow your mind a little bit. You know, find out what's happening around you um, and and make sure you stay on top of it. Appreciate it, Mom McCory. Appreciate Mom. it. Uh, so make sure you look forward to let's see, let me know how that goes if you go wrong. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for being here. Uh, make sure you tag somebody. I know I, I didn't say that at the beginning, but tag somebody in this conversation. You can do it later. Um, and share this conversation with someone. Say, hey, these guys are talking some good stuff. Uh, you should be a part of and watch this with me. All right. So we look forward to seeing you guys on Monday. On Monday, same time, same channel. You have a wonderful weekend. Um, stay safe. Continue to wear the mask. Yes, I'm going to keep saying it. Continue to wear the mask. Because now they got these foolish folk that I, I like, rappers saying really dumb stuff so i'm gonna just tell you keep wearing that <laughs> keep wearing the mask please just keep wearing the mask i know whatever it'll work i don't know it's worked for me you know and just continue wearing the mask mitigate even mitigate. vaccinated wear your mask right yes even vaccinated vaccinated wear your mask wear your mask wear your mask I, i'm right. making a public confession <laughs> i'm i'm going to get vaccinated today okay this afternoon, I'm going to get my shot. All right. All right. Good or bad, go I've made the decision. I'm going to get my shot. All right. You have a, a great weekend as well, Deborah. And we, I'm going to talk faster off camera <laughs> about what helped shape his uh, opinion. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you uh, on Monday. As always, we love you. Uh, know that God loves you more. Stay safe. Thank, Thank you, guys. For hanging, hanging, being Make sure you're sharing is caring. All of my replay peoples that watch in the background that 